You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy channel. Subscribe and share. Until 1960, what was the most reliable test for pregnancy? Penguin poop can make you laugh. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nick. And it already did. And I'm Roy. And we scour the internet for information you really don't need. Or do you? So join us this week as we discover some useless food facts, some sex, a little bit of animals, a little bit of science, and open up the mailbag. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Well, hello there, and welcome once again to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Hey, it's food for thought. Your weekly sweet and savory facts of totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Come and get it! So you've buttered your toast. And it slips out of your hands, and guess what? Five-second rule. No, 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 no. Nine times out of ten, when it falls to the floor, it'll fall butter side down. And yes, because the, the, the butter weighs down the, 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 the side sure. of bread. But if you want to land the butter side up, the ideal height for you to drop your butter toast is eight feet so if you drop it from eight feet, it'll land on the on the unbuttered side. So you should mm-hmm. stand on a chair or go, you know, go to your breakfast table with stilts on. Yeah, that, or just do it in the bedroom upstairs and then throw it down the steps. And <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders, you know who Colonel Sanders is. He turned KFC into a billion-dollar fried chicken restaurant franchise. But he was so upset with what had happened and what had become of his baby. He was upset with the food and he he thought that the standards were no longer great. So he said, that's it. I'm done. And he opened a new restaurant and he called it Claudia Sanders Dinner House. And needless to say, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but so he, he only had the genius no. once. <laughs> See, if you say needless to say, you don't even bother saying it. What, did I say something? <laughs> well, needless to say, yes. Uh, well, speaking of chicken, chicken wings, you know chicken wings. Don't you love chicken wings? Yes, love them. Well, before chicken wings were a thing, it was, you know, the most popular pub fair, they, they used to throw out the chicken wings because it was basically just like throwaway stuff, like, like the chicken's gristle and the bones, or if we want to use it for, for chicken stock. But <laughs> in 1964... A New York anchor bar owner, Teresa Bellissimo, was looking to whip up a midnight snack for her college-aged son, her lazy-ass college-aged son. He should be making his own snacks. But anyway, she's a great mom, and she made him a snack. Since she had recently received an accidental wholesale order of chicken wings, she didn't know what to do with them. So she decided to deep-fry them and then slather them in butter and hot sauce, serving what later would become an iconic pub and bar snack. That was a good mistake. You know, like there's certain things like chicken wings are awesome, but the smell of Cinnabon, right? 
You know the smell of a Cinnabon when you're walking through the mall? Yes. That sweet cinnamon, yummy smell? Well, yeah. it's not the buns. The franchise actually has the owners take an empty bun pan and smear the icing and cinnamon into the pan and then cook it until it smokes. <laughs> That's what it said. Wow. And I'll tell you the truth, I believe it. Because <laughs> No way that it smells that good. You know, it's like there's a smoking smell coming out of there. <laughs> nice buns. Oh, yeah. So what color are oranges? Orange? No, wrong. Many oranges are actually green. We mm. assume they're orange in color because of their name, and the fruit goes. The fruit is actually green when ripe, and thanks to plenty of chlorophyll, in South America and other tropical locales, oranges are green year-round. But in the United States, where it's a little bit colder, oranges lose their chlorophyll. They take on the color that matches their name, oranges. Hmm. I think that the oranges are right in the United States, but the ones in South America just green with envy. <laughs> in 2011, Taco Bell was sued for using the word beef in their taco filling. A law firm in Alabama said that it contained more oats and seasoning and filler than it actually contained beef, so it shouldn't be called that. So, to avoid embarrassment, they changed their ads to say, I think, meat. So cows around the world breathe a sigh of relief because it's really not beef. Well, it's just like the old 80s commercial for Wendy's. Remember the old lady? Yeah. And they would compare their burgers to others, and they would she would say, where's the beef? Where's the beef? You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Do you see what that is? What? Do you smell that? Yeah. Animals, 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 crazy animals. Uh, a frigate is a bird that sleeps when it flies. Ah, frigate. Bird? Yeah, well, that's what he said, because birds can do some pretty amazing things. For example, frigate birds can sleep while flying. That's because they can snooze while using only one side of the hemisphere of the brain. According to a 2016 study published in the journal Natural Communications, the frigate bird says, ah, frigate, and so he sleeps while he flies. Oysters can change their gender. But not only can they change their gender, but they can do it many times in their lifetime. But anyway, it must take courage to, I guess, come out of your shell like that. But I guess it just depends on how they feel. If they want to come out of their shell or not. Yeah, they're like, oh, shuck it. <laughs> no, frigate. All right, this next one I'm, I'm going to present in the form of a riddle. What has six legs but can't walk? I don't know. It's a dragonfly. Dragonflies hang out on a plant in your garden or zip around the air above a pond, but we can just about guarantee that you've never seen a dragonfly parade across a picnic table. That's because despite having six legs like other insects, a dragonfly's legs are too weak for them to walk on for the lengthy amount of time. So they just can't walk. They just fly. Wow, good thing they're called dragonflies and not dragon walks. Right. <laughs> the water boatman, the water boatman, is a tiny beetle-like uh, insect that kind of goes on top of the water like this. You've seen them. They kind of like skip across the water. They're called the water boatmen. And um, 
It's like the little beetle, like I said. And what they do is they make a noise that's 100 decibels. Now, that's very loud. And this is how they make the noise. By rubbing their penis against its belly. So the water boatman rubs its penis against its belly and makes this 105 decibel sound. <laughs> so what are they? Water boatman? Is that what the, what's the name of it? Is that a, a name a of the animal? Is the water boatman? You can look it up. Right. And uh, yeah. So it rubs its penis against its belly. I guess they they truly are semen. <laughs> Penguin poop fueled. By a diet of fish and some squid, nitrogen is released from their poop into the ground. The bacteria mm. in the soil can convert the nitrogen into nitrous oxide, a greenhouse gas commonly known as laughing gas. What? Nitrous oxide. The penguin poop contains enough nitrogen. It goes into the ground. The bacteria in the soil converts the nitrogen into nitrogen, nitrous oxide, which is a laughing gas. Wow, cool. So they get the last laugh with that poop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, Listen, snapping uh, shrimp. Okay, yes. We thought that the uh, water boatman was loud at 105 decibels with the old penis rub. But no, no, no. The snapping shrimp is the loudest living animal. Its claws shoot jets of water at 60 two miles per hour leaving a trail of bubbles that explode at 200 decibels you heard that right enough to stun its prey very similar to the way a wife screams at her husband it is very similar <laughs> yeah. and then she says oh my god you make me so hot oh yeah all about sex oh yeah the following segment of the Totally Useless Information Podcast may be too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And I think I'll go first. Yeah. Out of shape? Well, let's get physical, physical. Yes. Sex counts as a workout. You heard me right. During a 30-minute uh, session of active sex, you burn 200 calories. Now, now, in a, a couple of shows ago, we discussed that the average time for sex is seven minutes, so the average person is burning, what, 20 calories? <laughs> Something like that. Really not doing what they should do, but it beats a treadmill. Your nipples can give you an orgasm. Speak for yourself. I was. <laughs> if you like nipple play... Science has some good news for you. Nipple orgasms, or nipplegasms as they're referred to, are real. And they can be achieved for those who are sensitive in that area of their body. An MRI in the Journal of Sexual Medicine showed that the woman's brain was lit up with arousal exactly the same it did from stimulation down under. Or else are you going to put the clothespins when you're putting the wash out? Yeah, it's just a pinch and a smile. 29% yeah. uh, of 213 women have experienced a nipplegasm. The old nipperclip. Yes. <laughs> That's sick. That's great. I love that. The smell of ginger 
actually gets you sexually excited. I was kind of more a, a Marianne guy myself. Yes. Or maybe a, a Mrs. Howell in a weird kind of, you know, way. But, <laughs> yeah. but get this one. Eating ginger will increase your blood flow, which is extremely good for sex. Get your own idea out of it. <laughs> uh, the average person has four to six dreams a night. According to a 2003 study in the Association of Study of Dreams, how obvious is that? What are you studying? Well, it's the Association for the Study of Dreams. What do you study? Dreams. Uh, the most common... Dreams. <laughs> could you imagine, Nick, could you imagine breaking in on this guy and he's sleeping and he goes, leave me alone, I'm working. That's right. <laughs> you work for the association for the study of dreams as a matter of fact yes uh, the most common dreams include being chased or pursued mm -hmm. falling school and studying and sexual experiences sometimes it's one and the same yeah oh, exactly teacher. heidi klum's been constantly uh, chasing me around roy roy what's his love what's has to and i keep saying my wife's here alfita zane in England, 90% of adults are having some sort of sex in the office. It's just so that we can clarify this. They said 90% of adults are having sex in the office. They didn't say with each other. They didn't actually say it. So, yes, 90% of them are having sex in the office, but it may be with themselves. <laughs> or the Xerox copier. It keeps going and going. <laughs> <laughs> Apples. Mm. Now, when you think of an aphrodisiac, you think oysters and you think chocolates, or in your case, Heidi Klum. The crisp and juicy fruit is rumored to keep the doctor away. You know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But it can also apparently improve a woman's sex life. Uh, in 2014, there was a study at the Journal of the Archives of Gynecology and Obstetrics found that women who ate an apple a day had better overall sexual function than women who didn't. So maybe women, some advice. Stay off the oysters and opt for an apple instead. They smell better anyway. I've seen that movie with the apple pie where the kid uses the apple no. pie. As... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in getting in touch with us, Podcast at Outlook.com. Let's do some experimentation, shall we? Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. Science, science, science. Totally useless information podcast. Mm -hmm. If you were to take a road map and yeah. check out how many miles of blood vessels, in case you're bored one day, say, I wonder how many miles of blood vessels I have in my body. The human body, the adult human body, contains 100,000 miles of blood vessels. They're incredibly small. They're measured around 5 micrometers. To so give you a little bit of a reference, a strand of hair is about 17 micrometers. However, the Franklin Institute explains that if you lay them out in a single row, a child's blood vessel would stretch more than 60,000 miles, while an adult's blood vessels would measure around 100,000 miles long. That's really that. See, you, you folks, you're learning stuff on this show. Tree hugging hippies. Oh, look out. Three huggers, listen up. 
These hippies love their pets, right? They love pets. You see them walking around with the Birkenstocks, their little beagles and their dachshunds. Okay, get ready. A dog has the same eco footprint as two Toyota Land Cruisers. What? Did you hear that? Yes, the same eco carbon footprint as two Toyota um, Toyota Land Cruisers. A cat has the same eco-carbon footprint as a VW Golf. Okay? And two hamsters have the same eco-footprint as a plasma TV. Okay? So, all these tree-hugging hippies that love their pets, you're ruining the environment. So, I don't know how to pronounce this. So, imagine you walk into a dark room. There's no mm-hmm. light at all. You spend a few minutes with your eyes closed. And when you open them up and you look around, while you'd expect to be staring at pitch darkness, you're actually noticing there's a sort of gray shade that you're experiencing. And that color has a name. Hmm. And the name is Eigengrau. Let me see if I pronounced it correctly. Eigengrau. Eigengrau. Oh, Eigengrau. It's a German. In fact, that's funny because that's mine and Heidi's safe word. (laughs) <laughs> German for dark light or brain gray. I can grow. I can That's her, in fact. And she got the cuffs on. I can grow. I I can hear it all day long. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Until 1960, this is my teaser. Mm-hmm. Until 1960, the only reliable pregnancy test was to inject a woman's urine into a female African-clawed frog. I I always thought that I've heard the rabbit died. Remember that when we were kids? That was kind of a thing, you know. But uh, apparently, no, the African-clawed frog was injected with the pregnant woman's urine. Once they did that, if the frog ovulated in 12 hours... That would mean that the woman is pregnant. I guess the hormones in her urine force the frog to ovulate, I, I would assume. Makes sense. But this went on, and, and this was done for, for many, 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 many years. And up until 1960, that was it. And that was probably the reason why lots of doctors had warts all over their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can cow, you frog bastard. <laughs> I can grow. I love her. So speaking of, of urine, so if you're an astronaut, you're going off to space, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, you need to, to take care of business up there. So what they used to do was they used to fit the spacesuits, the astronaut spacesuits, with condoms. Mm-hmm. Condoms were used as part of their urination system while in space. While they're out, they'd have a condom fitted to the size of their penis, which would hook up to a filtration system that would store their urine away once they relieve themselves. Make sense? Yeah. As I continue in that vein, one size doesn't fit all, so astronauts had to order the condom that would fit their penis with three sizes to choose from, small, medium, and large. There's a problem with this. When the astronaut who needed to take a leak was not fitted correctly, like in other words, he ordered a large, but he couldn't fill it out, he would literally urinate 
all over the place because it, it wasn't fit properly. And so his secret wasn't exactly a secret anymore. So NASA decided to fix this problem. So instead of naming the three sizes, small, medium, and large, they renamed them, these condoms, <laughs> large, gigantic, and humongous. Oh, my God. <laughs> they actually had to solve. Who the hell wanted to say small? I mean, who wanted to do that? So you know, are you a large, gigantic, or humongous? What a terrible feeling, too, because, you know, I mean, here you have these astronauts. They're going to go into space. They're, like, really cool guys, and they're like, I have the small condom. Oh, urinating. <laughs> Listen, if you stacked up. Every Lego brick ever manufactured. We talk about Legos from time to time on the show. I know you had one about the ocean. Yeah. But if you stacked up every Lego brick ever manufactured, one on top of each other, we could go to the moon ten times and back. Wow. So think about this now. If we did, if we go ten times and back, that means that we could put ten Legos together and then go to the moon. So basically, we don't need rockets anymore. We just steal all the Legos from all these little children and we'll put them to the moon and then walk there. <laughs> Talk about blockheads. Eigen Grau. Eigen Grau. There's my girl. <laughs> if you'd like to get a hold of us, we'd love to get your emails. TUI podcast at Outlook.com. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Yeah, we're getting some interesting emails, aren't we? Yeah, what do you got this week? Well, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed at where the emails are coming from. That African email was just a blast. I mean, that was crazy that we're getting an email high from Africa. I mean, that's all it said, that's high from Africa. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. This is Eric. From Australia, in fact, Sydney. So he says that he loves our show so much because he just had a baby. The show puts the infant to sleep. Well, thanks, Eric. We bore adults as well. <laughs> Eric says that he puts his baby to sleep. But what caught me about Eric's discussion here in the email was not that Eric had a baby or that our show put them to sleep. That's just fact. Yes, that's <laughs> but it's that Eric said he had a baby. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. so, Eric, your wife did most of the work, okay? You did the bow chicka bow wow or maybe the old water boatman. <laughs> yeah. But you basically didn't have a baby. But that led me to say... Could a male have a baby? Right? She thinks so. <laughs> so. So I found out for Eric yes. that, yes, there is one animal that the male has the baby. They have sex once, and then the male has the baby, and that's that. And that is the seahorse. Wow. The seahorse, the male has the children so eric from down under thank you and we are not responsible for traumatizing your child in later life <laughs> so, 
See, he's from down under, which is how we got it anyway. Uh, yeah, right. My letter comes from Heather. Heather from Hialeah, Florida. Hi, Heather. Hi, Hialeah, Leather. Hi, Heather from Hialeah. Maybe she does wear leather. I'm not I sure. Cow. So, Hialeah, Florida. Where is that? Is that on the other side of um, close to Miami? I, I I think it is. Yeah, I think it's in like uh, that Miami County area there. My fiance Robert and I love listening to your podcast. I even got my mother-in-law, my future mother-in-law, hooked on your podcast. What a kiss oh. ass, huh? Yeah. Unfortunately, we had to postpone our wedding because of the pandemic. I was thinking. <laughs> Lucky them. Yeah, I was thinking about. Yeah, nice excuse. I'm sorry, I have a virus, so I can't marry you. Uh, I was thinking about bridal bouquets. How did the tradition of a bride carrying a bouquet of flowers begin? So, it came from the 1500s. Yeah. Most people got married in June because, you know, June is a popular month. You're thinking, well, because the weather is nice? No. Because in the 1500s, they took a bath once a year in May. Okay. I know this. I know they this. They still smell pretty good in June. <laughs> but since, because more and more weddings were not in may or june and they were later on in the year they started to smell because well they had to wait till next may to take another bath so the brides <laughs> carried a bouquet of flowers to hide their body odor hence the custom today of carrying a bouquet when getting married oh no there you go so uh um, flowers don't even smell anymore they don't you can't even hide it here's the thing the flowers then start to smell like bo I exactly yeah, that's my girl. Oh yeah. well, hey, look, look at the clock. You think the she's wall. got a water boatman in her pocket? <laughs> <laughs> really happy to see you, but not for Hi, long. Yes, uh, we have to say goodbye now. Unfortunately, she doesn't have much to say, does she? she all, all good things must come to an end. It goes so quick. This show is like a blink of an eye. We're coming to you every Thursday, as you know, on every podcast channel. And now we're on two different video channels as well. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Because if you like the show, it'll just come right to you. And you don't have to worry about looking for it. But every Thursday, there'll be a new one for you. In the meantime, until next Thursday, tell a friend about the trend. We will have more for you. Is that right, lady? Hi, Gungrau. I'm Nick. <laughs> and I can growl. <laughs> I'm Roy. And thanks for listening. I can growl. <laughs> <laughs>